Yo, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I know uh, you've got a little bit of uh, creator block going on. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I'm in a mood tonight. I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Shit happens. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, everybody, uh, this is my brother, Max. Uh, we are not blood brothers, but... Uh, Blood doesn't always decide family. Uh, it's amazing that, you know, we are able to choose our own family. Uh, all of that. Uh, so before we get started, let me get the a sponsor out of the way. Um, thank you to AdamL.com for sponsoring the Dewey Show. Uh, would you like to spice up your sex life? Well, AdamL has you covered. They have sex toys, condoms, lubricants, underwear, DVDs, and much, much more. And by much, much more, I mean that they have literally thousands of items that will make you and your partner very happy and very satisfied. But it gets better from there. Because if you go to com and you use the offer code DEWEY at checkout, you will get 50% off of almost any one item as well as free and always discreet shipping. Uh, that's adamel.com, A-D-A-M-M-A-L-E.com. And the code you use at checkout is uh, DEWEY, D-E-W-E-Y. I would like to thank them for sponsoring uh, the Dewey Show. And I also need to say, um, along with everything else, that... Uh, we talk about today the link and uh the link and offer code is going to be in the description of today's episode. All right, Max. So uh bro, we we recorded for an hour and a half yesterday. We had a great fucking conversation. One of the best it I it was I wouldn't even call it an interview that I did with you. Like we just bantered basically, right? Pretty much, yeah. That was a good time. It was it was a great episode, and I have this app that was shit, and I paid like uh, more than I should have on the app, and now I'm like fighting with Apple to get a refund on it. So I bought a new one. Hopefully, it works this time. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Max. Uh, tell uh, the be- these beautiful folks uh, about you. Oh, well, um, keeping it simple here, I am an artist. I primarily work with um, oil paints and illustrations. Um, former drag performer, uh, entertainer, comedian, lover of scary and spooky things. So, you know, just uh, kind of a wide variety of everything going on there. Well, and I love uh, that because you set me up for a segue because you know, <laughs> see, we're good at the, we're we're good at at, at this uh, because you set me up for what we're going to talk about today. So, uh, this episode will contain spoilers. So, if you haven't uh, watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet, what you should do is. Uh, pause this, go watch it, come back. 
That's what I think. Um, it is worth de- – it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, yes, or, yeah, uh, yesterday, Max and I was watching it and texting each other our thoughts th- throughout the uh, movie. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that it was 8 out of 10, uh, about halfway through – well, closer to three-quarters through – and uh, what was it that you rated it, Max? Eight and a half. <clears throat> I mean, definitely it um, did lack some certain elements that, you know, I love with horror, but it definitely does hold up on its own for being, I don't necessarily want to even say it's a reboot because it's not necessarily even a reboot. It was almost like a continuation of the uh, 1978 version. Yeah, uh, I that that's what I'm thinking too. Um, and they kind of did their own little thing. For example, like uh, in the original, uh, Jed uh, was who is Leatherface. If you folks uh, don't know, uh, he is from an orphanage in this new one, and his uh, foster mom is basically she's a hermit. Uh, because her son, I mean, Leatherface's uh, a fucking sociopath um, who, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I believe in one of the movies they said that he has the brain of like a third grade kid yeah. in one of the movies. Um, so he's like childish in his head. Um but yeah, it, it's it's a great movie. Um, the thing about this movie that makes it so great is are, are the effects, makeup, everything. Um, for me, I felt like I was watching a snuff film. I felt that I was watching actual people die. That's it how was, good it was. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm a little bit uh, congested tonight, but um, yeah, if I keep clearing my throat, sorry about that. But, oh, you're um, good. It was really bloody, really gory. Um, I wasn't expecting it to go that <laughs> violent, but it sure it went the distance with the violence. Yeah, I, exactly. Um, if you are not a fan of gore, <laughs> this ain't the show for you. So um, I found this uh, website where um, it kind of runs down what happens. So I'll kind of just lay it out using this website, which uh, will be linked below, along with uh, Max's TikTok account. You have to go follow him. That is uh, for sure. You have to go follow Max because he uh, shows his art. Um, He does skits. He does... uh, Stuff things that are popular. Well, I, I I wouldn't say that you do skits. I don't think that you you do skits, but uh, you you might have done one or two. Yeah, for the Valentine's Day weekend, I did like a little comedy thing where I was uh, doing a parody on like romantic novels, and I was writing the perspective of like how men writers write women characters really terribly in those romantic comic or those romantic novels. I was writing men as terribly as they write women. It, it was silly, but it was fun to do. Oh, that's yeah. I, I, that, that 
I that sounds funny. That's clever too. And uh so I'll put Max's uh TikTok link uh below the uh sponsor info. It'll be the first link right after that because uh I have an I have certain agreements with the uh the parent company of adamel.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, Max will be number one right after the sponsor. Uh, hit him up on there. He, he's a cool dude. Uh, but uh, but diving into uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, this is the final warning for spoilers because we're diving head we're diving into in the deep end here. Uh, an unfortunate chain of events started by. Uh, the newcomers causes Leatherface's adopted mother to die, and he takes his uh, revenge on the entire town and uh, all the uh, visitors. Not many people survive until the very end, and there are some pretty uh, big twists and turns along the way. Let's discuss the ending. did you know, Max? Uh, because as soon as the credits rolled, I, I uh, turned turned it off. But did you know that there is apparently something that happens after the credit sequence? I didn't. Because yeah, I yeah. did the same thing. As soon as the credits started running, I I turned that off. Yeah. Well, in my uh, search for this, because um, I I wanted like a layout of it, and this is. Not what I thought it was, but uh, that's okay. We can lay it out ourselves. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, it said uh, surprise ending or uh, uh, post-credit ending sets up for a sequel, uh, something like that. And I was like, holy shit, what? <clears throat> yeah, uh, they definitely left it open for a sequel just by seeing how it ends before the credits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um so what happens is uh, uh there's this guy uh Dante who is traveling with his his girl uh and then there are two girls that are in the back seat. I don't know how they're related to I I think they're they're sisters, but I don't know wh- why they're with uh Dante and uh, Dante's girlfriend. I don't know what her name is, so I'm just gonna call her DG for Dante's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I think her name was like, you know, what? I'm I'm just gonna look it up. But uh, so they come into town, um, and they stop and get gas, and this dude with the big truck and the uh, straight pipe uh, exhaust. Uh, pulls up next to him while they're getting gas, and uh, one of the uh, girls say, uh, "Well, lit women uh, say that." Um, yeah, he's, he's. They basically say he has a small dick because he's carrying a big gun, and yep. you know <laughs> it. Uh, it. It totally like uh, gives you the thought that like okay this guy's going to be a problem and he is and he isn't um as soon as i saw that 
interaction between them. I was like, this guy's going to fight for, for to help these people, even though, like, you you know the dude voted Trump by just looking at him. I'll just say that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so they uh, get into town, and, Max, something I need, I, I wanted to know if you could clarify for me because I'm not great at uh, understanding this, but they were buying multiple buildings in the town, weren't they? And that, I think they were having uh, investors come. Yeah, that was pretty much what it was. Um, Dante and his um, soon-to-be wife and uh, one of those girls that or one of the women that were in the back seat was uh, one of Dante's business partners. From what I gather, they did like a cooking TV show or something like that because the sheriff recognized them and they seemed to be like really famous people. So I, I'm believing that they were running like a cooking TV show. So they bought from the bank the whole town of Harlow and they were going to knock it down, renovate it and revive it with investors and, all these other people in the restaurant industry is what I personally gathered from that at the beginning there. That's kind of, yeah, I, I would, that that was kind of the uh, inference that uh, I arrived to as well on that because, um, you know, I was thinking uh, investors, right? But yeah, uh, because they mentioned them several times. Um, so basically they go into this uh, orphanage that they own, uh, by the way, they own the orphanage because uh, Dante don't, didn't, does, he, he doesn't fuck around. He, he bought the t- a town. Uh, well, not a town, but part of it. And, um, Something that I didn't notice the first time that we watched this. Well, well, you notice it later in the film, but uh, the little sister uh, in the back with uh, Dante's business partner. Uh, it shows her uh, like uh, moving her shirt over a little bit and kind of feeling her scar, and uh, it turns out. Uh, later in the film, she was uh, shot in a school shooting. Uh, yeah. So Max is actually the one who who brought this up to our conversation because the movie is a great fucking movie. If you want to just watch a, a horror movie, this is a good one. It is great. You don't like gore, it isn't great for you. But no. Uh, yeah, it's very gory. Like, uh, he snaps the deputy's arm, Leatherface says, and then, like, uses it as a, as a knife and jabs it in the dude's throat. It's fucking wild. But, um, so there, there is, like, a little bit of, uh, political stuff going on. But here's, here's the thing. Okay. It is the year 2022. And uh, the Civil War ended so long ago. I don't know why there are people that still cling on to the traitor flag, the Confederate flag. 
I don't know why they're like damned, you know, like just fucking gotta have it, gotta have it. Uh, it's it's a racist flag. People say, well, it's about states' rights. No, well, actually, yes, it was. But I'm I'm going to keep my ears open for their answer. What what uh, did they want uh, the states to have the right to do? They wanted to own. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. So that's my thoughts on it, uh, Max. If you want to add anything, or uh, you know, say your own opinion about the Confederate flag, feel free. It's garbage. I mean, yes, it is a part of what America as a whole went through in a historical sense, but you know, those kinds of things can be remembered in a museum or a book. It doesn't have to be something that is a public display that is in everybody's face because that's essentially like saying to Holocaust survivors, like, hey, we're going to keep Dachau and Auschwitz running because that was a part of your history. Sorry about it. If you don't like it, we're going to keep it running because X, Y, and Z, and, you know, people deserve to be able to respect the history. That's just tasteless and something you don't do. Yeah, exactly. Um I I you you said that perfectly. Um but there so uh let let's straighten this out because I think I've made it kind of confusing. Um so uh Dante and his business partner slash uh fellow T V personality or or I don't know, maybe internet famous person. I don't know. Um, they really don't clarify on that, but um, they own the orphanage, which Leatherface resides in. So they go, uh, uh, Dante and uh, the three women are walking through uh, town and they're just checking out the buildings. And, uh, Dante is walking and he looks up and he sees like this fucking shredded old ass Confederate flag and his uh, reaction to that was the exact same as mine. He was like, oh fuck no. Yeah. You know, so um, he uh, went up to the window near it. He couldn't reach it. So he went to the dude that uh he bought the building from and said, take it down, which he eventually does. And then he, he, he like angrily pushes it, uh, into Dante's chest. And Dante isn't going to grab this flag because why the fuck would he want that piece of shit? Um, but the flag comes down and that's why I think that it's received such bad, uh, you know, such bad uh, reviews because of the flag. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, overly sensitive conservatives were part of the reason. Yeah, the whole wokeness of it and, you know, being so politically correct and everything. <laughs> yeah, respecting people you know, as human beings, like we do, yeah, how does that make us woke? Doesn't it just make us, like, 
people that want uh, the same type of equality for everyone, you know? Truly, but, you know, to the conservative side, uh, basically, if it's anything other than straight, cisgendered, heterosexual white men, it is woke. Yeah. Expressive. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Um, So we uh, have our character or our, I, I don't know, I, yeah, I think we could call them characters, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll do that. So uh, our characters enter into the orphanage. Uh, Dante went up uh, into the bedroom to take down the traitor flag, and then uh, he could, you know, couldn't reach it. So uh, he has the dude the. I'm just going to call him the Trump supporter. That's what he looks like to me. Uh, (laughs) So the Trump supporter who uh, has the the gun and all that, he went um, and took it down. So the flag's down, but uh, before uh, he hands him the Confederate flag and lets it just kind of fall to the ground, this old woman comes out uh, while they're in the orphanage and she is like, uh, what are you doing in my home? Kind of out of it, I think. Um, And they sit down for a little bit and she says the N-word to him, basically saying like, "Uh, I had your kind in my house before, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then she dropped the N-word. And yep. uh, Dante was like, oh, fuck no. And then he just got up and walked out. And she was like, watch your mouth. And Dante said, watch yours. Uh, which, I mean, I, I agree with that. But uh, So I don't know what happens, but the sheriff comes with uh, the deputy and um, they are going to forcefully remove uh, Leatherface's mother from the orphanage, which they do. Uh, but she pukes and then, uh, like, passes out. Um, I don't, like, I, did they ever say what was wrong with her? Um, it ended up being something with her heart. Um, right before all that happened, she started, like, gasping for air and had to start using that uh, respirator mask with her oxygen tank. But, um yeah, they just, like, really briefly skimmed over it, uh, mentioning something about her having a heart issue. Okay, uh, Max. So uh, now I'm going to uh, let you take over from here uh, about what happens. And if you want my opinion, uh, you could just say, like, what do you think about this? Okay. Um, so... Give give it a shot because you're better at it than me. So they load Leatherface's mother and Leatherface into the back of the uh, sheriff's truck. And uh, Dante's soon-to-be wife feels responsible for all this happening because of the commotion that went on with the Confederate flag. So she was like, you know, I'm going to go with them to make sure that she's okay kind of thing, which 
in all honesty, that makes zero sense to me. Like, that would have mattered nothing if, you know, his fiance would have stayed back with them. But that's neither here nor there. Um, it seems like it was just something to kind of add a little bit of a separation anxiety with the group by splitting them up so early on. Um, they go down the road a bit. The mother in the back of the van with one of the uh, sheriff's deputies starts uh, having her breathing fit again. They try um, putting the oxygen mask on her. She passes. That's when um, the man playing Leatherface goes completely batshit insane, uh, breaks the deputy's wrist, and using those arm bones like a shank, stabs him through the throat. <laughs> Fatality and brutality. That was uh, very quick to reach this initial stage in the story. It's not even necessarily a stage in the story because we all knew that it was coming, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For I mean, sure. what's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre without a massacre, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. You, you, uh, you, uh, so, uh, like, basically... The guy, the deputy, or uh, the, the the grandma dies. Not the grandma, Jesus. Uh, Leatherface's mom dies in his arms, and this part broke my heart because keep him like this dude's a sociopath. I get that, and I I understand that he is like disgusting for killing people and wearing their face, but, like, I still felt a little empathy for him right there, you know, uh, because he was shaking her, trying to wake her up, and she wouldn't. Um, and that made me sad for him. Um, but he, and then he starts, uh, you know, turning the oxygen as much as he can uh, to, to turn it on more, because he thinks that'll help her. And, um yeah, that's when the, the sheriff gets shanked with his uh, forearm bone, uh, where uh, Max was saying it. Uh, that's all I wanted to say on that part, uh, because, yeah, uh, it did make me feel bad for him for a little bit, like not long after after what he does next. I was like, no, nah, I think that they should probably kill him. <laughs> yeah, that was something that they should have done, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, with all that commotion going on, um, you probably remember that he knocked, didn't necessarily knock the sheriff out, but he caused enough of a distraction with all this going on in the back of that van that they crashed into that other truck. So that stunned the sheriff and the fiancé that were sitting, or Dante's fiancé, those two of which were sitting in the front of the van, protected by that metal gate barrier in between the front and the back there. At least they had that. Um, which gave Leatherface enough time to get out of the back, and that's where he got his traditional skinned face mask, because he, dra he dragged that um, deputy out the back that he shanked in the throat with his own wrist bone and sliced off his face. <laughs> Actually, bro, that's what I thought at first too, but I watched it again with Seth. 
and uh-huh. he uh, he took his grandma's face. Or his, why do I think that that is his grandma, Jesus? They're like twenty years apart. Uh, <laughs> he, he cut his mom's face off, his foster mom's face. Oh, that makes it yeah. even worse. Exactly, and uh, like uh, sometime, and I think it's like shortly after this. He goes and grabs a dress. He doesn't put it on or, any, or anything. Not that that would fucking matter. Uh, but he started putting, uh, like, uh, blush on his new face. Um, yeah, he did. And so I was... That, that part was crazy, but, like, uh, yeah, he... Uh, that at this point, uh, they they crash into a, um, a wind rower is what it's called. Uh, that cuts uh hay and cuts hay. I I know that because I I worked uh have been working on a farm since I was a little kid with my grandpa and stuff. But um, yeah, they crash into that. It might it might no it it was. Uh, it cut the hay, so because I had the rotating things. Anyway, neither here nor there. They wreck into that because a shot goes off during Leatherface and the deputies fight. The shot hits the sheriff and it kind of like knocks him out, I guess. Yeah. Then he goes off the road and crashes into the uh, machine. Um, And then you know, uh, the girl that went with them, uh, she plays dead as soon as she sees what Leatherface is doing. He's holding the face up to the sun. You can see it. And, um, like, obviously she's, you know, what do I do to survive here? Uh, so she plays dead. Uh, I don't. Rem- I I remember that he uh, saw that the sheriff like coughed up blood, and was kind of mm-hmm. like cog- cognizant for a little bit, and then uh, Leatherface uh, hit him with a thing, death by uh, with a death by blunt force trauma. Uh, yeah, wasn't it like a big old hammer or something that he had? Yeah, I believe it was that. Uh, but he did something different to the girl. I remember it was really gruesome. Yeah, so I remember for the girl, he had a blade, and he was, like, he first, like, put his hand around her throat to, like, try to choke her out. She was fighting, so he takes that blade and does the um, side uh, swipe of it across her stomach. Oh, yeah, that's right. So she got uh, gutted, and uh, Sheriff Dude who got it first, uh, got the blunt force trauma of that hammer to the head. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, shit. Um, I think Leatherface just goes home from there. Yeah. He starts walking through the field to go back to that town. And, you know, even though he just committed those atrocious acts, like the, way that they set up this, um, the imagery with the storm blowing in and the sun setting against it, it was just really dramatic and beautiful against the absolute malicious 
evil that was Leatherface walking through this field of sunflowers. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, Something that I forgot to mention is uh, Sally from the 1974 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the the lone survivor of that one of the the first uh, movie in the uh, series, um, she's alive and well, um, and in fact she is a Texas Ranger. Um, and they mentioned that briefly at the first of the movie, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know I don't know how to explain her character she had de- she definitely has uh people call it ptsd uh but in the 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 d stands for disorder but i call it ptss post traumatic stress uh syndrome because it's something that you develop it's not something that is in you like a it's not a disorder you know um it's something that happens to you that's fair. so uh, she has ptss uh and her one and only goat she is alone in life nobody there with her and her one and only goal is kill leatherface uh-huh. and uh so we we go back to uh the uh town area and uh leatherface uh goes back into his house and they were kind of talking briefly briefly about like how the fuck are we going to get that dude out of there and uh what happened uh next because uh if you lay out what happens next, uh, where we're at currently, I'll lay out when uh, Sally is like, all right, motherfucker, I'm coming for you. All right. So um, they had that party bus come in with all those investors. Um, and for some reason, they decided that they were going to have a party inside this bus. Really strange thing to do, but, you know, no judgments here. So Dante and his business partner are inside of that orphanage clearing it out because, you know, they bought this town from the bank. And um, the business partner girl, she ends up finding the deed to that building. So the mother was not lying that she owned that building. The bank owned the rest of the town, but that mother owned that building. She found the deed. Um the sister to that girl, because of her trauma and um, of being a shooting survivor and uh, Trump supporter dude, having that um, big-ass rifle in his possession, she decided that she was going to play it safe and stay inside of the bus with all the other investors and everyone that came into town. So um, Dante and um, his business partner inside, Leatherface shows up, while they're searching through that building, and he starts wreaking absolute fucking havoc. Um, he gets Dante first, um, starts chopping him up to pieces. Um, the in, his, the business partner woman is upstairs looking through the belongings, 
and she hears the commotion between Leatherface and Dante, goes out and looks around the balcony, sees what the fuck is going on, so she goes back in to hide. Leatherface kind of, he hears it at least. Like, he knows that there's someone up there, but he didn't see her. So he just goes nonchalant, and he figures that he killed Dante, goes back upstairs, and that's when he pulls out his mom's dress, starts doing really weird, creepy Norman Bates-ish type of shit with it, smelling it, putting on the makeup and all that. And um, so we are led to believe that Dante is, like, deceased downstairs. It focuses on that woman that is in the upstairs for a while. She's hiding underneath the bed. So she's watching all this creepy-ass shit go on, um, Silence of the Lamb style. And um, so... That goes on for a little bit until it switches scenes again, and it shows that Dante crawled out the front door. He was somehow still alive. At that point, the sister that had survived the school shooting decided that, you know, hey, something's not right here. Like, why hasn't Dante or my sister come back yet? So that other lady goes out to go and try to find them what's going on. Um, the the African-American woman. I, I don't even know what her name was. I don't think they even gave her a name in the movie, but um, uh, she she's uh, called uh, on the cast that, that I'm looking at now. Uh, she is called bank manager. Uh, okay. So she was just a generic character that was there. So bank manager, um, because she sees Dante walking down the street, and um, that's when Trump supporter dude comes out and is just like, what the fuck, what the fuck, and sees that Dante's all fucking chopped up and shit and literally dying there out on the street. Um, Bank manager lady goes back to the bus to keep everyone on there while Trump supporter dude goes into the orphanage building to figure out what the fuck just happened, and that's when all hell starts breaking loose for real, for real, because... uh, he discovers uh, Leatherface upstairs, gets his ass mopped up, um, gets his leg broken in the reverse position. Ugh. Oh, that that made me cringe. Yeah, that made me cringe too. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, just a whole bunch of shit just starts going down all at once here. This is where the bloodbath really starts taking place because um, Dante's business partner, she tries to get the fuck out and... Leatherface ends up figuring out that she's in there, throwing her through the floor into the underground. I don't necessarily think you could call it a basement. It's like a crawl space underneath the house. And yeah, uh, that's when starts, like running that chainsaw through the floor trying to get her and shit. Yeah, he did everything. Like he, uh, at one point, even fucking cut his uh, sewer line and shit covered, like, her head got covered in in shit. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah, it was fucking disgusting. Uh, I could do without that. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) yeah, she, like, narrowly escapes, and uh, this is, I believe, about the time that... uh, Okay, so uh, to rewind a little bit, uh, the younger sister and the uh, the big sister, they were able to escape the bus where Leatherface was just 
sawing the shit out of these uh, kids, and uh, they escaped. Um, and uh, uh, the the younger sister, the uh, school shooting victim, she had a uh, a cork opener, bottle opener, and she jammed it into Leatherface's arm, uh, which bought them barely enough time to get the fuck out of there. Um, they got out of there, and uh, that is when the that that's when Sally comes uh, from the original movie. She yep. is driving a Chevy Tahoe. If you don't know what that is, it's an SUV, uh, and it has like. Uh, a cage between uh, the front and back. And earlier it shows her watching the news and they're like, or listening to it maybe. And uh, she hears what's going on with Leatherface, drops everything, grabs her go bag full of, I don't know, survival goodies, I I would imagine, I don't know. Um, And this uh, big ass shotgun throws it in the back and hauls ass over there. And uh, after the one with the the, the a woman with the curly hair gets out, um, that's about when she arrives, and she's like, "Get in!" And so the two sisters get into the car, and uh, they're saying to Sally, "Like, okay, let's go, let's go, drive, drive, drive." And she said, "No, Leatherface wants you. You're basically fucked. You're stuck here as bait." Um, yeah. and uh, Leatherface almost kills the girls. They escape from him again, and uh, anyway, Sally gets uh, a chainsaw to the gut, and he lifts her up in the air and starts, like, shaking her, and then throws her, like, I would say, like, what, 20 feet at least? At least. Yeah, and then... Uh, but she, Surprisingly, she's not dead. But before she did all that, she threw the keys to the girls and said, go, get the fuck out of here. Um, And so uh, they go to leave, and they see that Leatherface just did what I explained to Sally, and they uh, go to run her... uh, Well, actually, I I missed a very important part, uh, because Leatherface ends up back in the house, and uh, Sally walks in there, and she has the shotgun pointed at his head. And she's basically saying, like, do you remember me, asshole? Do you remember me? And obviously he doesn't. It's been, like, fucking forever, 50-something uh, years, or not quite 50 years. Um, and he he doesn't remember her. That upsets her. Uh, but she doesn't take the shot. She does. Uh, he knocks the gun out of her hand and then gets away. I think. Um, and um, you know that's when the host, the the I'm going to use you as bait type thing happened. Uh, in the car and yeah, basically uh, it ends with uh both of the girls uh, in the uh, Tesla, which is badass, by the way. Um, It's on, uh, what was that called? Autopilot, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was on autopilot, and it was starting to drive them out of the town. Finish it off, brother. So um, it's on the autopilot, starting to drive them out of the town, and um, even though the um, two girls had seemingly deposed of Leatherface and took him out, he reaches in the window, <laughs> grabs the one that um, smacked him in the head with the chainsaw at the very end, and chops her head off. The youngest sister, the one that survived the high school shooting, was the one that survived. And she was in the car as the Tesla was driving off, not able to control it because it's an autopilot, just leaning out the window screaming, no, 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 because she just literally watches her sister get beheaded on the street of this dusty old southern Texas town. Yeah. And uh, do you ever think uh, about this, like, uh, do you ever uh, approach it from this angle? You're thinking... Uh, well, well, I think to myself, like, I wonder what a psychiatrist could do for this, this girl. Because she's a girl. Uh, I believe she's, like, if she's not high school age, she's barely out of high school. Yeah, she, was, uh, she had to have been, like, 19, maybe 20. Like, she was definitely on the younger end of the spectrum in regards to um, her character plot line. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, uh, I, I thought about that quite a lot. I was like, I wonder how, uh, I wonder how she she gets through this. You know, I I couldn't uh, if I had if I uh, got shot at a school and all my friends uh, died, and I was one of the few survivors. Because like uh, it shows her uh, flashback, and there are shit. There's at least thirty kids dead on the ground, um, and so she's dealing with that. And then now she sees uh, Leatherface uh, cut her sister's head off. How does she get through this? Um, very carefully. She's probably going to end up being one of those people that needs to go to, uh, what is it, the Grippy Sock Hospital for a while and uh, deal with a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did leave out uh, part of the fight scene on purpose um, because that is something you need to experience for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty epic of a showdown. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, one of the thoughts that I've had about this since we watched it uh, the other night is it mentions how Sally became a state ranger looking for Leatherface ever since that happened in the 70s. Cool. However, my question with this is, in the 70s when it happened, Leatherface was as old as, maybe even older than they were. Yeah, So the mother that passed away early on in the movie was about Sally's age. Right. I think that this Leatherface was a new generation. It wasn't the original. You don't think so? No. I I think that um, 
the one that uh, was Leatherface in this movie was far too young to have been the same one that did that in the 70s. Yeah, that's true, because this this uh, Leatherface would, like, let's face it, uh, Leatherface isn't going to be dying his hair. Right. <laughs> He's Leatherface. He's not going to give a shit. Um, but, I yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, what happened to the, because he would be, like, at least Sally's age, and Sally is, like, white-haired. Yeah. Um, uh, so like she's old and she's 70 um, at least we, she would have to be at it, least like in her 60s yeah um, and I I kind of like I'm wondering the same thing now that you brought that up I never thought of that uh, because he the, the guy in the car in the ambulance uh, the ambulance um, he was uh, very young yeah. Not well. Like uh, he was a between me, you and I on age wise. Uh, so I think he would be like thirty, maybe. Thirties, maybe forties at, at the upper end. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't think of that. I'm glad that you brought that up. So because uh, they even they, uh, the girls uh, when they stop at that gas station at the very beginning, um, the one that is Dante's business partner sees that article on the wall about um, Sally and the survivors from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they that's when they mention that Sally is still a state ranger looking for him, and she asks they've never found him, and um, the dude that's running the gas station says he was wearing a mask. How can you find someone that was wearing a mask? So yeah, the original probably died of old age, just staying low key and never making a peep again. And this might have been the original's son, relative, something like that. I, I honestly think that it was a new generation of adults that was taking the mantle and the role and just happened to snap when his adopted mother died. That That is great i i did not think of that at all uh yeah um it definitely wasn't leatherface like for sure it was not the og because he would be old as shit he would (laughs) that's just how it is um but yeah folks uh give it a shot go watch it um and Go, uh, please uh, support the sponsor of the very unique episode of Dewey Show today, um, Uh If you go to adamel.com and use the offer code Dewey at checkout, you, uh, you'll get 50% off of almost any one item as well as free and always discreet shipping. That's adamel.com. A-D-A-M-M-A-L-E dot com. Uh, the offer code is DEWEY, D-E-W-E-Y, which you use at checkout. Um, along with everything else uh, we talked about today, I uh, will put the link and offer code in the description of today's episode. Uh, thank you to AdamL.com for sponsoring the show. And uh, folks, Please go subscribe, uh, not subscribe, but follow 
uh, Max on TikTok. And uh, if you're a TikTok user, uh, you know that um, you know that uh, you can click uh, that Instagram uh, logo. And then uh, if he has an Instagram up there, go follow him, please. Um, and he, he, I know he has his uh, YouTube channel there. Uh, please go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Um, you do similar stuff like this, but more in-depth on, on your YouTube channel, right? So for my YouTube, um, I do horror movie reviews. They're a bit shorter in stature. I try to keep it under 15 minutes to break it down and review it. Um, but I also have my comic book reviews on there where I compare DC versus Marvel comics. Those are fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm subscribed to you, uh, but I don't – like, I rarely – shit, dropped you uh, – I rarely uh, get on YouTube anymore because um, it's kind of dying, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I get on there. Sometimes I, I do. But um, anyway, you you should go uh, follow uh, Max on uh, TikTok. You should go follow him uh, on or subscribe to him on YouTube. Uh, all, of the, all of the good things. Uh he is my brother and helped me through a tremendously difficult period in my life. So please go show him uh, some love. Tell him that Dewey sent me uh, sent you. Um, and, uh, yeah, show him some love, folks. Uh, uh, Max, uh, brother, thank you for taking the time to do this with me. Again, uh, because the... The recording of our last one got lost in the app, so I appreciate you taking another hour out of your day to talk to me. Oh, no worries. I thank you for having me. It was a good little distraction from my own personal little brain shenanigans that were afflicting me. So, um, yeah, that was a nice little step away from what I was trying to hyper-focus on. <laughs> Well, I'm happy about that. Um, maybe I, I was thinking about this uh, idea-wise for a video. Um, maybe you can make uh, like your favorite uh, drink, whether it's alcoholic or not. Hmm. Maybe you could like show them like this is the ingredients for. I don't know. I'm just going to say this. I know it's not your favorite drink, but let's just use it as an example. Uh, here is are the ingredients for a martini uh, with, I, I don't know, a lemon martini. I don't fucking know. Um, but I think that that would be cool if you did one of those. That would be. I'll have to look into the community guidelines on TikTok because I know they can be weird about um... – adult substances like that so um yeah it's something to look into but um yeah i'm always happy to take ideas and pass them around and try to figure out something with them yeah for for sure um it's uh yeah um i i i really do appreciate you coming on i really do oh no worries uh, again i appreciate you having me all right man uh, you have a good uh rest of your uh night i'll i'll text you in a little bit 
Sounds good. Uh, you too. Have a good night. All right. We'll talk to you uh, later. For sure. Bye. Bye.